When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. It's Grant Napier. So good that you are with us for this special season in review. In a moment, Ryan in Sacktown will join us. We've got a lot to go over. The first thing I want to do before I bring Ryan in is I want to thank all of you for your support, your participation through these various shows that we've done. Uh, we've done countless number of shows. Ryan has done the pregame shows mostly by himself. And then, of course, halftime and postgame and other additional programming that we've had here. Jerry Reynolds on Wednesdays, Jerry on the postgame show like yesterday. And so uh, I want to thank you for all of your support. And I know I speak for Ryan as well. Uh, it was a heck of a season. Ryan in Sacktown, so happy that you can join me to go over this season in review. We have a lot to talk about. I'm going to let you begin. Just give me your general thoughts on what we saw as the Kings faithful, the fans this year, now that it's in the books. Man, Grant, um, that's that's a big question. Um, we saw magic. To be honest with you, um, uh, it was a it was a throwback to better times in Kings basketball. It was a roller coaster. We saw ups downs, um, and uh, we got to see Golden One Center at its absolute best and roaring. I mean, Arco would be proud of Golden One Center this last couple of weeks. So, yep. uh, just an incredible season all around, Grant. All right, here are my thoughts, and then we'll get into some particulars. I think that most people thought that the Kings could be a play in. Opponent, in other words, they they could be a play-in team and play, you know, whether it was seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth. I, for one, didn't have the Kings being able to finish in the top six, so I thought their best way to get into the dance was as a play-in seed, seven, eight, nine, ten. They did more than that. They won forty-eight games. Yeah, they were the beneficiary of some injuries, okay, but that's all part of it. And the reality is, they played very well and consistently throughout the whole season, with maybe the exception of the first week and a half. They won 25 games on the road, most of any team in the Western Conference. What they did not do well, they did not play well at home this year. Right. And you saw it in the playoffs. They lost two home games. It's very difficult to win a series in the playoffs when you lose two home games. So I'm looking at the big picture. I would give this team a big-time A, okay, 
And then I would say, if I'm looking at just one thing that I'd like to see this team get better at next year, play better on your home floor. Ryan, how many times did you and I come on after these shows talking about, gee, I can't believe the Kings lost. San Antonio, Charlotte, Washington, Philadelphia without Embiid and Harden. And we can go on and on. There were a lot of bad home losses this year. Yeah, there were. And uh, obviously that's backwards for Sacramento Kings basketball as we know it. But um, there were also some really, really good home wins um, that kind of made up for it. But that's the sign of a young team, Grant. Mm -hmm. And this is a team for the most part that has not been through. I mean, the, the season that this team went through. Um, in terms of coming out of nowhere for the most part. And uh, the fact that I, I guess you could almost say, Grant, the season was a little backwards in a way, right? The way they it did was. things. They they went on the road. They stay healthy. They don't get hurt. Um, but I think that's going to come with time. And I would expect as this team continues to gel, I mean, most of the core will be back, that um, they will get better on the home floor. All right, let's talk first of all about the playoff series, and then we'll work our, ways, our way back. Yeah, I, I, I thought the Kings did a magnificent job in the totality of the series based on their competition. I thought the Kings lost this series, not yesterday. I believe the Kings lost this series in game three. They had won games one and two. They went into San Francisco without Draymond Green and without Gary Payton, too, and they lost. Not only did they lose, they really weren't in the game in the fourth quarter. I thought that was their Big opportunity to capitalize on the Warriors being shorthanded, and they did not do it. And so when I look at all the games, that's the one that jumps out at me. What about you? Yeah, um, game three is the one that jumps out at me. It's not so much the loss in game three. It's how they lost in game three. Mm -hmm. They were absolutely blown out of the building. Um, Golden State did not have their A team. And you're talking about a team that um, had lost two in a row to the Kings, which isn't unnormal with playoff basketball because the Kings were the home team. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the Kings' momentum was going like this. And Golden State's confidence was very fragile at that point. Yes, Don't get me wrong. Curry's yes, superstar. But they were on the ropes. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, the Kings just came out flat. And that was kind of like a restart for this series. It was that reset button that the Warriors needed. All right. I want to also thank the sponsors and I want to start with uh, New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. They've been with me for uh, the totality of me doing all of my shows on my various platforms. So I want to thank them. Uh, New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years. They've got a fix for you. Go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. That's New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. All right. Something else that and I talked about this on my rant today. And I talked about this earlier when you and I were on with Sean Salisbury. I thought the Kings played better in this series than I thought they would. And I didn't think mm -hmm. the Warriors played as well as I thought they would. And I think that's why the series went seven games. That's number one. Number two, De'Aaron Fox has shown the basketball world that he's more than an all-star. He is now turned into, in my opinion, an elite player in this league. And so for that, Ryan, I think the Kings are in very good hands moving into the future. Yeah, De'Aaron took that. He took a couple of next steps this year, but yes, um, to me, he is absolutely a superstar. He is a silent leader. He leads through his play, and mm -hmm. that's part of the reason that he won the inaugural Clutch Player of the Year. Um, but Golden State, yeah, I, I, I thought that they had their A game, and I said this on the earlier show, and the Kings did not, and it still went seven mm -hmm. games. Yes, that's exactly right. All right, so there were a lot of questions, and we're getting a lot of questions about yeah. Harrison Barnes. 
I think that's going to be the number one question heading into this offseason. What do you think? On the team next year? Should he be on the team next year? Or is it time to kind of change the scenery a little bit? Yeah, um, I think Harrison should be on the team for the right price and in the right role. I don't think Harrison should be a starter on this team going forward. I know you talked about that on your Listen app show, and I'm in full agreement there. Mm -hmm. um, if you can get Harrison for the right price, I think he could be very effective off the bench, and he could be very effective in the locker room as this team continues to gel with some young pieces. I'm a big Harrison Barnes fan. A uh, huge, you know, I was around him every day. Uh, his work ethic, his professionalism is as good as anyone that I've seen in all my years of doing the Kings games. For the right price, I would love to have Harrison Barnes on this team. I'm not so sure that I want him starting now. Um, I was disappointed in his performance. And I'm not talking about the missed shot in game, whatever it was. That that I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about just, I, I need more consistency from him. And we'll get to the other starters in a minute, but he does so many things that fans are not even aware of for this basketball team. So for that reason, I want him on the team next year. Yeah. And um, something like, you know, that would be invaluable. So I agree with you there. Uh, the experience that the Kings got, and that's a great message is uh, invaluable. You must experience playoff basketball and build on that. And I think for the younger players and, and Fox too, you know, Keegan Murray, I mean, look at how he grew in this series. Think about Keegan Murray in the first five games and Keegan Murray in the last two games, right? That's going to carry over to next year. I'm very excited about him as the few, as the, one of the real big pieces of the future of this team, Ryan. Well, Grant, you look at it, he should be part of the big three of this team, um, you know, assuming Sabonis does resign after next season. And uh, the big thing you hit, Keegan adjusted. That's what we wanted mm -hmm. to see. Just see that he was able to adjust because that's what NBA basketball, particularly uh, the playoffs, is all about. All right. What about Trey Lyles? I I am in the middle with Trey. I think he fits. I think the fabric of what he does fits perfectly for this team. I, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a matter of whether Trey wants to come back and whether the number is right for Trey to come back. I know that he said kind of in his exit interview, this is the first time he feels like he's really been at home with an NBA team and he would like to be back. So I think that he should be back if it works out. All right. So we gave midterm grades, which was past the midterm. It was the all-star break. I gave the Kings an A. Correct me if I'm wrong. You gave him an A minus, right? Correct. All right. I'm leaving their entire season with an A. I'm not giving them an A plus because A plus to me is like near perfection and they weren't that. But 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 I, I'm on the totality of everything, everything that we're talking about, I'm giving them an A. What's your grade? I'm bumping them up to an A from an A minus. Okay. They they finished the job. I mean, Grant, mm -hmm. they came out of the all-star break. Um, and granted, they were beneficiaries of some guys sitting out, but they took care of their business. And they won, I think, seven or eight games in a row. And I think they were 10 of 12 right out of the break. And, um, you know, from there on, that started some momentum that carried through pretty much to the end of the season. Um, playoffs, you take the Warriors to a game seven. I mean, what more can you ask for yep. from a team like this? All right. What about Kevin Herter? He's obviously going to be on the team, but he was very yep. disappointing in the playoffs. You know, game six, he made a couple big shots, but even in that game six, he was only three of 11. And so I expected a lot more from Kevin Herter. And we didn't get that from Kevin Herter. We didn't get it at all. I mean, I was very disappointed. 
Ryan, you can't have your shooting guard with those type of numbers. I mean, that was a real big issue and why the Kings did not win this series. Not blaming it on him. I'm just saying it was a big issue. Yeah, it is. Um, In terms of Kevin Herter, um, the macro level, the thousand you know, foot view, I think Kevin's going to be just fine. And I, I'm not worried about him really, because guess what? Shooters are going to go through slumps. What encourages me about Kevin is he realizes when he's going through a slump and he tries to get to the basket. He tries to get other guys involved. And Grant, something a lot of people did not talk about this series, even though he was shooting the ball poorly, his defense was pretty darn good mm-hmm. against Clay Thompson and switching on to Clay uh, or Steph uh Curry. So I I think Kevin, the shooting will come. That's his bread and butter. The rest of the game, can he grow in the other areas like the mid range? That's what I want to see. It's a great point by Jay. You know, it's fine and dandy to say you don't want this guy and you don't want that, but you better make sure if they're gone that you get better players. And a lot of times fans do not factor that in. I mean, the grass is not always greener on the other side, but I I think in order for this team to take the next step, I do think you need, and again, I'm a big Harrison Barnes fan. I'd like to have him on the team, but maybe in a different role, maybe as a you know seventh or eighth man behind Malik Monk. Yeah, I think that's exactly where Harrison could fit in. But you know, the question becomes: Is that a role Harrison is willing to take, and at what cost? Hmm. You and I earlier uh, we did a show on YouTube with Sean Salisbury, and a couple of weeks ago, Sean talked to me about a very disturbing scene that he came across where three dogs were left in a garage, chained up, basically left to die. And uh, Sean rescued them. And we got a lot of people that were reaching out after that episode. And so tomorrow we're having Jay Griffith on from Gold Country Veterinary and Hospital. And we're also having on Amanda Connors from Fosters and Paws. They're a group of animal advocates, and they do work primarily with dogs and shelters. Jay's Hospital is in Auburn. They do all kinds of great work, including urgent care. And we've listed some of the procedures they've done on a daily basis. So tomorrow, uh, Sean and his excerpts from the interview that I did with him a couple of weeks ago, including a footnote to what he said today, will be on along with Jay and Amanda from Fosters and Paws. And we are very much looking forward to that. That's tomorrow on If You Don't Like That. And I got to tell you, I've I've owned a, a dog ever since I was seven or eight when I got my first dog on Christmas Eve and have had him through my life. And I, I tell you, I learned I learned some things from uh, Jay and Amanda. So that's tomorrow on If You Don't Like That. And Sean, how great is Sean even today, the follow-up to what he's done? Yeah. Sean just doesn't talk. Sean's actions speak louder than his words. Exactly right. Yeah, that that story, that episode you guys did was amazing. And the work that uh, Jay and Amanda do, awesome. So very, very cool to have them on tomorrow. All right, let's get back to some of the King stuff. Uh, I think Herter needs to be gone or come off the bench. Well, he's he's not going to be gone not. and he's not coming off the bench. He's just starting two guard. I mean, he had, he had a good year. I mean, let's not you know make it seem like he didn't have a good year, but he did not have a good playoffs. No, and I'm not going to put everything, and I know we'll kind of get through this as we go through the show. I'm not going to put everything on Kevin. Look, um, you know, Kevin started to get a different look as the season went on. And sure, does the player need to adjust, but the coaching needs to adjust to that. And a lot of times the Kings offense did get a little stale. It was predictable. And, you know, Kevin, he thrives off of the uh, dribble handoff. And that was taken away a lot towards the end of the season. 
Uh, the answer to this question is we got all kinds of programming. That's why if you subscribe, if you have not yep. yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. You know, a lot of people think they're committed to anything. No, it's just you get notified <laughs> of everything. It doesn't cost you any money. You're not getting spam emails. You're not getting bothered. It's not like somebody's getting on the phone and trying to track down your number. You just hit subscribe, and that way you know everything that we are doing. Okay? So, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of things coming on. All right. There's my uh, New York Giants, uh, the guy that works with I Eagle, calling me. Uh, to go over the Giants draft. He has to know that, you know, I, I'm working right now and I'm watching game seven of the Rangers, which pisses me off because they're down two nothing. Um, well, super, take the word superstar out of there. They're, you're not going to get a superstar. They're a good player, another good player away, I think, from being one of the top four teams in the league. What do you think? Yeah, they're they're a solid third option away. Mm -hmm. um they they don't have that right now they have fox sabonis and now when we think about who's it going to go to we go to the jumble of is it barnes is it herder you know is it lyles is it monk they need that third guy and like mm -hmm. you said grant doesn't have to be a superstar but somebody that is just dependable that his that's a veteran that can be a three and d on the wing and um just kind of adjust and really function well in the system that the kings run all right, without talking about the record and without the Kings playoffs, for you, what is the the, the biggest sense of, wow, like the, what what was the the Kings this year that just leaves you with a great feeling heading into the offseason? Not their 48 wins, not their 25 road wins, but just maybe we're talking about an individual. Maybe we're talking about the coach. Maybe we're talking about something else. What, what does this season leave you with? Um, culture change. I, I think about the culture and I think about foundation. That's what it leaves me with. It, it, it's not that I'm blown away. We were a three seed because in a typical league without injuries, this team's probably a six seed grant in the yep. Western conference. Yep. Um, but to see the consistency that we were getting from the front office to see just, uh, there was quality, guys on and off the court and you mm -hmm. can tell they enjoyed playing together and that makes a huge difference huge. for sacramento as a fan base because um you know we appreciate people that work hard and work together and um when you see that and you see that kind of basketball That's which great. we really hadn't seen since 2002 2005 you know that is the big thing for me and that's something that doesn't go away in a year as long as you keep those big pieces in place together here we go. Right spot on what you just said. Yeah. Chemistry and foundation. You don't have Dylan Brooks on this team and you have to deal with malcontents like that. I mean, it's embarrassing yeah. when you have players like that, you know, and uh, we, we know uh, we went through a, you know, a, a stretch <laughs> where that was all that we were talking about. Right. See the yeah. difference when you have a culture change and everything is cohesive in the locker room. I mean, it's yeah. so much more enjoyable to root for the team. Is it not? Oh, it, it makes all the difference in the world when we're talking about basketball after the games and we're not talking about, mm -hmm. you know, spats on the bench. We're not talking about ejections. It, it's so much different. Okay. So well, not all the fans feel about this. Okay. Um, I think that Monty's done a great job. Okay. I don't think there's any question about that, but I'm okay. And again, I'm not aware of what deals were there or what, what wasn't there. But I'm okay with not mortgaging the future. I'm okay with that. If he didn't feel like, hey, we're we're not going to jeopardize the future by trying to have a quick fix right now, I'm okay with that. So, listen, this team is set up well for the future. 
Okay. Yesterday is set up well for the future. And Monty knows that. And he wasn't going to do anything stupid. No. And Grant, you look at some of the teams that tried to go for a quick fix and where are they at right now? The Clippers are at home, right? Um, the Lakers are doing pretty well. We'll give them um, some props. The Warriors made a decent move, but um, Monty said, look, it, it's better to keep this team together the way they are. They have chemistry instead of rocking the boat. I don't really know about this, but there's been a lot of talk about Davion only playing eight minutes, which is mystifying to just about everybody that you and I have talked to. I, yeah. I still don't understand that. I really do not understand that. And I don't think the Kings win the game anyway, but I, I don't think Steph Curry would have had 50 points. I think we can all agree on that. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, Terrence Davis has been and I'm going to speak directly about him because he got the majority of Davion's minutes um wildly inconsistent and uh, the only benefit typically of having him on the court is yeah he's a little bit bigger but sometimes he can get hotter than Davion gets and you saw it wasn't working he caught a couple threes and what did he do Grant he turns around and does a heat check terrible yep. shot doesn't even yep. make it to the hoop yep. um and that that foul at the end of the third quarter at, at that point I'm thinking if Mike Brown does not take him out, something is off. That four-point play just Huge. changed everything. It, Huge. It, it took the wind out of Huge. the arena and probably out of most fans' sails that the Kings right. could mount a comeback. It was a huge momentum swing in the game. I mean, the, the Warriors had controlled the third quarter, even despite all their missed free throws. But if that, if that four-point play does not occur, I think the Kings start that fourth quarter with a whole different feel. And – but there was no I, – I just – again, we saw how well Davion played in the previous six games. That's why it's mystifying, unless he's got an injury that they're not disclosing, why he would only play eight minutes in an elimination game. I mean, I always make this analogy, Ryan. This is like a baseball game with your starting pitcher in a game seven. If that starting pitcher does not have a stuff even in the first inning, you're going to the bullpen. Right. Why are you going to the bullpen on Davion Mitchell based on what he's done in the first six games? Uh, exactly right, Grant. And if you look at the the games the Kings won, most of them were centered around defense. Defense won those games. Yes. Curry was off a little bit. Clay yep. was off a little bit. And Davion played a huge hand in that. So when you get to the most important game of the series and of the season to just make a U-turn on the strategy, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, that's you, when Jerry Reynolds came on the post-game show, he said Davion must be hurt or, you know, we'll, we'll find out Absolutely. in the post-game yeah, press conference because it just doesn't make any sense. So he was right there, too. I don't get it. Maybe the Kings don't win the game. Another shocking aspect of the game yesterday, and I never thought I'd ever see this. I never thought I'd see a game where Steph Curry and Klay Thompson missed consecutive free throws at the line. Yeah. I, I was blown away. Curry's free throw shooting in the last two games was horrible, and that's amazing considering he scored 50. But, I mean, think about that. Both Curry and Thompson in the game yesterday missed – the front and back end of free throws. Uh, it, it's more than free cookies for the crowd. Let's just put it that way. You don't let's, if you tell me Curry and Thompson are going to miss two free throws in a game, I'm also guessing a lot more things are going to go the other team's way, which may yeah. lead to a win. Um, but yeah, very rare. It was a weird game. Seven, 21 rebounds in the third quarter when the Warriors only had 21 rebounds at the half. I know. How about uh, that? And Kevon Looney was the man. He looked like, yes. I mean, he was toying with the Kings underneath. The Kings had no answer. I mean, it was hard to believe, wasn't it? 
It, it was. And even you look back, I, I watched a little bit of game seven uh, last night after the fact. And even some of the Kings rebounds that they got off of tipped balls were by Looney. They weren't actually by Kings players. So um, he dominated down low when it came to the glass. Warriors 19 of 30 from the line for 63%. That's pathetic. But even more pathetic is 59% from the line, 16 of 27. And we saw that in 2002 in game seven. Now, right. even if you make all your free throws, you're probably not winning that game yesterday. But the point is, that's alarming on your home court in a game seven. The free throw shooting was that bad yesterday. And again, it was bad for both teams. So I get that. But when you're the Kings and you are, for all intents and purposes, the underdog, and I know they were a one-point favorite, but they were I, I think they were the underdog in game seven. I mean, you just cannot do that. Uh, that that was just awful. You cannot shoot that way at the line. That's two game sevens that we've had now horror stories at the free throw stripe. It is, Grant. And I'm going to throw a couple other things at you. The Kings, you know, Mike Brown coming into this series. Pace, 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 pace. You know how many fast break points the Kings had yesterday? Two. Not, ma not many. Two I think points. that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Yep. They had uh, two which fast breaks, which is unbelievable. And... The Warriors starting five, they were a plus 130. King starting five, minus 99. Yep. Unbelievable. How many games? Huh? It, it, that is, that's a shocking difference. Sabonis minus 22, Barnes minus 20, Murray minus 17, Fox and Herter minus 20. How about that for you? How about that? Herter, one of six from downtown. Fox, three of 10. I'm giving him a complete pass. Lyles, one of four, yeah. right? Um, yep. Mitchell missed both of his frees. Monk didn't have a good game. Two of eight from downtown. This uh, most NBA games come down to three point shooting. And for Sacramento, 12 of 47 for 25%. That's it. 12 of 47 at home in an elimination game. And on top of that, 11 missed free throws. That's not going to beat. That's not going to beat any team in the league. No, and Grant, the other th we've seen the Kings win games, especially towards the end of the season where the mm -hmm. three ball was not falling, but they were dominating inside. They had 60 points in the paint, 70 points in the paint, and that was like a sacred area this series. The Kings were not able to get in there. So then you combine that with the three ball not falling. How are you going to score? I'm with you. You know, and again, we're looking at everything that happened in this year. The fact that the Kings started off 0 of 4 or 0 and yep. 4, not 0 for 4, 0 and 4, okay, and still were able to win 48 games and be the number three seed is remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable to me that you can make it a, a 77 games or 78 game season, which is what they did, and still win as many games as they did. I, I'm looking at the positives here. This was one hell of a season for this franchise. It, it was, um, uh, Grant, we, we go back to the same question. If I told you at the beginning of the season, you would win 48 games, you would have two all-stars, you would have a guy that got an MVP vote. Um, you would have probably one guy that's all NBA, um, or one of the three teams, all NBA. You will have a guy that breaks the rookie three point record. You'll have the unanimous coach of the year and, uh, you will be a three seed in the West would you have asked for a drug test on the spot? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know, right? Oh my God. <laughs> you know, no, Fox should not have spoken up. I mean, that's not his job. Okay. He plays and Mike Brown coaches. You can ask him after the game, but you know, during the game, no, absolutely not. Not, not at all. I mean, I, 
I think we also have to be careful. That doesn't mean the Kings would have won the game. They might have had a better chance. But we're also now also understand this, and this is part of being a sports fan. It's part of being what we do. We're talking about a coach that was the first unanimous coach of the year in the history of the NBA. Yeah. And we're we're yeah. we're kind of talking like he didn't know what he was doing yesterday. Well, that's he knows a lot more about this team than Ryan and I and you do. So I mean, he he didn't really make moves this year that left you scratching your head. Yesterday we were left scratching our head. So it kind of tells me there must have been something else going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it could have been, you know, Gary Payton had a food illness or, you know, a stomach illness earlier in the series. Davion may have been sick. Who knows? Usually that stuff gets reported by the end. I mean, like today, Sabonis announced that he was seeing the doctor today. He's going to see the next step. Surgery may be in line. Stuff like that comes out. Keegan came out, said that he was playing with the same fracture as Sabonis from earlier in the season. So, who knows? Um, I'm sure if it is anything, it will come out in the future. But we do have to trust Coach Brown because other than leaving the starters in a little bit too much when games were out of hand, he was pretty spot on all year, Grant. He was great. I mean, he was he was absolutely phenomenal. Really appreciate uh, so many of you joining us here on the stream. And I want to tell you about Mother's Day. If you have not yet made your Mother's Day plans, Bennett's is a great option for you. Go to Bennett's restaurants.com and you better hurry all right there aren't many left there are some i had lunch with brian and jerry reynolds on friday go to bennett's restaurants.com that's bennett's restaurants.com and make your mother's day reservation and we thank them for all they've done on this stream as well well the season is over but it's not disappointing it's just that they're not playing anymore but i i would say this when's the last time kings fans were this thirsty for the start of the next season where they can't wait for this next season, right? I mean, it's going to be pretty fun leading up to the beginning of camp in September and the first games in October. Oh, it, it's going to be, it's going to kind of be like O2, honestly, Grant, where you just can't, it hurts, but you can't wait for that ball to get rolled out on the court again. Uh, it's nice not to be paying attention to the draft lottery for the first time in 16 yep. years and worrying whether or not they pick the right guy. And Kings fans, even where the Kings are going to be picking this year, you can still get some good talent. Kawhi Leonard came from that range. So um, we'll see. But, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting for this season to start again. All right, my two big needs for next year, I think the Kings need a veteran established backup point guard. Okay, that's, that's what they need. They also need a banger down low. They cannot get manhandled on the boards the way they did with Kevon Looney. So those are my two wishes. What about you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you with those two spots. Uh, they've got to have an athletic banger for sure. Um, this is not going to be a defensive team. So it's got to be somebody that's a banger um, that can also score the ball because it's going to be very offensive-minded. Um, I also think a veteran point guard, uh, somebody on your show earlier mentioned Josh Hart. I know we kind of talked about him on, uh, right after the trade deadline, yes, when we did. he came in here and, uh, what did he have 16 or 17 rebounds against the Kings on national That's TV. Right. He would be a perfect fit. Um, and it's whoever's going to be available, but it needs to be somebody that would be ready to start and fill in for Fox and, uh, you know, help this team not miss too big of a beat. And I'm going to throw a third one in there. They need a scrappy guy. They, they need somebody, and not like a Dylan Brooks that's dirty, mm-hmm. but they need a scrapper. They need a dog on this team. 
um, that will just come in and do all of the dirty work yep. that, that loves to do the dirty work. It's a great point. Ryan, I'm going to help you out here. I don't know if you watch much hockey, but I, I'm going to give you a little bit of information here. Okay. It is impossible to win a hockey game if you don't score. <laughs> it is. And I'm not happy. I know. I I, I know, Grant. I know. They're going to lose. I, I, game seven. In Rangers not scoring. You know? I, I grant I was I was actually perplexed that you weren't actually taking the call about the Giants draft while watching the Rangers game and doing this show at the same time. But because you know what my um, my answer about the Giants draft would be the standard answer. I'll let you know in three years. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not those draft grades. There's a lot of weight that's put into those. Grant. Oh, so stupid. Yeah, is yeah. What it is. Yeah. All right, NBA uh, boy. How about Philadelphia going into Boston tonight and winning without? Joel Embiid, they went into Boston and they won that game 119 to 115. Harden went off. The other game is uh, just starting the second quarter and the Suns lead 21 20. But how about that Sixers team without Embiid going into the Garden and winning game one? Hey, a uh, difficult place to go in and win a game uh, this year. The Garden's been rocking and Harden, you know, time for him to step up. And he did yep. today. And uh, good for them. I mean, this this NBA postseason is completely up for grabs. It, yep. it changes on a daily basis on who's going to be the front runner. Uh, Patrick, uh, don't worry, Patrick. I understand that the Knicks. I, I understand what he has done there, Patrick. Don't worry about it, buddy. We we got you. <laughs> we <laughs> Thank got you for watching the stream. Uh, we do appreciate that all the way uh, in New York. I guess we can just conclude this show by saying this. Uh, this was a lot of fun this year when Ryan yes. and I started doing this. I don't even remember when we started doing this. Was it back in January? No, it was before that. It okay. was, I think it was November-ish is okay. when you started going back and forth between the two platforms. Okay. So think about when we started doing this, we had no idea. And thank you so much for your donation. We greatly appreciate that. And thank your you. support means a lot. Uh, our plans for next year are going to be at least what they are now. I can promise you that. But when we started doing this, I guess you said back in November, who could have possibly envisioned that we were we were following a team that was going to be a three seed in the Western Conference and take the Warriors to the limit in the playoffs? That's why you play the games. That's why you had Miami play Milwaukee in the first round, right? Yep. You, if you knew what was going to happen in sports all the time, you know, you probably wouldn't be much fun. Obviously, if you could gamble, if you knew what was going to happen, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, but we, yeah. we watch sports because of the unknown. Why were people, why were Kings fans paying $4,000, $8,000, $15,000, $20,000 yesterday for a pair of tickets? They wanted to be there. They wanted to enjoy the passion and the excitement. And you don't know what's going to happen. That's the beauty yep. of sports. That's yep. why we all love watching games and participating and going to games. That's why so many of us travel halfway around the world to go to games. You know, Danny from England coming all the way over for games one and two. Didn't even yep. have tickets when he left England. I mean, it's just people love their sports and their teams. And that's why we love doing these shows. It's great. 
Yeah, it, it it's so much fun. And, you know, Grant and I are constantly chuckling behind the scenes about different comments that may have not made it on air and, um, you know, doing it for all you. It, it's fun because we're, we're sitting here and being fans of the yep. team, too. Grant's being a fan of the fans here yep. in Sacramento. Um, and, and we absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just it, had to jump in here real quickly. Yeah, Ryan, the first time was a little nervous. I was yeah. nervous the first time I was on TV, too. You're not nervous anymore. It's all good. All right. It's called it's called growth. He grew as much as the Kings grew this year. How's that for you? Thank you, Nabes. I remember Nabes like after the uh, first one, he's like, don't worry. The the red light will go away. You won't even notice it. And it, it for me, it's like feeling that big pimple on your forehead. No, it's not going to go away. And then it goes away. But yes, it's been a fun journey. So I always tell people, hey, listen, if you're if you're tuning in to watch, you know, how I look, how I'm dressed, uh, you know, my ugly face, then you're probably on the wrong channel. You're you're, you're joining me for my content and you're joining me for saying, oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. That's what you're joining me for. You're not joining me for. Gee, I wonder what Grant's wearing today. Gee, you know, not, you know. Is he wearing a hat or not? But no, it. <laughs> Grant, it's been so much fun. I mean, even the event we did with our getting our head shaved and raising oh, 16 grand and the turnout, it, it's yeah. just been a magical year. There's no other way to put it. All right. I, I did check my email. I afforded those to Ryan. Ryan, for those that are still, can you give us any additional update on people yeah. that have yet not received their shirts? Yeah, Vaj, I'm checking with the uh, shipping carrier because uh, I told you about the issue that we had with the difference between shipping address and billing address. That was my fault. Um, but there are others that were sent out that have not been received yet. USPS told me that it's not unnormal. They are having some slow deliveries. So um, I will follow up just as Grant has followed up with all of you individually. And you will have a shirt one way or another. If I have to drive it to your house, I will, <laughs> which uh, I have done. Yes. And I applaud you for that. Personally, I wouldn't want Draymond Green on the Warriors. I would not want to deal with all of the distractions that he brings. Is he a hell of a player? He is a hell of a player. But me personally, I'm just, I, I wouldn't want to deal with that. But there are... There are teams that are going to want him. That's for darn sure. Would you want Draymond Green on the Kings? No, the juice isn't worth the squeeze at this point in his career. Mm -hmm. um, the the Kings would uh, be a stepping stone for him. That, they would just be a platform. All right. All right, here's one for you about uh, Sabonis. Uh, he's been the heart of the team all year. If he decided to have surgery, we'd be talking about draft prospects right now. Great. I, I think that's well said. Listen, he did not have a good postseason. But, see, this is why – we can be critical of him. He played with that same injury from the last week of December all the way until now with no issues, meaning productivity-wise. I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I'm talking mm -hmm. about production-wise. No issues. Triple-doubles, right? How many triple-doubles did he have this year? Oh, gosh. So, a lot. So the point that I'm making, and I think a lot of others are making, I'm not – I can't use his injury – for his ineffectiveness in this series. Because to me, the injury had nothing to do with it unless he re-injured it during a postseason, which nobody knows about. What I saw from Sabonis in the months of January, February, March, and before the playoffs began in April was a unstoppable force, a triple-double almost every time he stepped on the floor. And that, that guy did not show up in the playoffs. That's why he's being criticized, and justifiably so. 
Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it on its head too. I, I look at it as a positive. Look, um, we we thought Sabonis's mid range three point shot was fine, right? Mm-hmm. It's been exposed, right? Uh, this series, and quite frankly, we could even point back a little bit to the 125 game against the Toronto Raptors, where the Kings were held to 95 points where they played a similar defense against Sabonis, and that's the first time he saw that look, and he struggled heavily that Mm -hmm. game. Um, But now Sabonis knows what he needs to work on in the offseason. We know what he needs to work on in the offseason, which is that mid-range jump shot. If he can get a mid-range jump shot that is anywhere near what Chris Webber used to have, Uh you have a big problem on your hands because you can't play that defense on Sabonis anymore. So, um, you know, you got to find the good stuff and the bad stuff. Very well said. All right. Some final thoughts for me. You all have been great. You are fortunate that you stuck by this team, uh, stood by this team uh, through all the misery over the last 16 years. And you finally have something to be proud of. The scene in downtown Sacramento when I was two or three blocks away from the arena was unbelievable. The excitement, the passion. I've told you this, and I'm going to say it one more time. I didn't really sit there and cheer loudly for the Kings. I didn't root against them. I wasn't rooting for them. I'm I'm emotionally detached from the team the way I used to be. It just, I mean, if you can't accept that, then you can't accept that. But I'm very emotionally attached to you, and I'm emotionally attached to seeing fans just. I, I love I love when fans are rewarded for loyalty. And this fan base has been as loyal as any. And the scene yesterday with a couple of minutes left and everyone chanting Sacramento and giving this team a standing ovation is absolutely phenomenal. So in closing, I'm thrilled for you. I mean that. You deserve this year so much. And I just hope that it's not just a one-year aberration, that this is something you can build on. Because, Ryan, I, I don't think it's a stretch. This team is very close from winning a couple of rounds and maybe making it into the NBA finals. They're not that far away. No, Grant, they are they are a draft pick and a couple of pieces away if they stay with this culture and everybody mm-hmm. continues to improve the way that they improved. And that's why I'm so thankful. And you touched on this earlier in the show. If the Kings would have been swept in the first round, the fans would have been saying, you know what? We were playing with house money. It's the Golden State Warriors. You know, at least we made the playoffs, right? Well, we took them to seven games and we saw things that we may need to work on. They got that experience. They got to be in that, which is going to make them better for it the next time they're in that environment. And yeah, it hurts as a fan, but Mm. it's going to be better in the future. You're going to have a better moment. You got to go through the hard stuff first. Hey, Marcus, I'm not lying. I don't ever lie when I come on the air. Never have, uh, never will. So, it, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think the next three to five years will be very bright. I think the only thing that could derail it is a very serious injury to De'Aaron Fox. Other than that, as long as you have Fox, I think you're going to be winning a lot of basketball games over the next couple of years. I really do. Yeah, 25 years old. He he has yep. so much basketball yep. left under him. We have not seen the best out of him. So uh, as long as he can stay healthy, this is going to be a very special era in Sacramento Kings basketball. All right, we're going to have a lot more programming coming up here. Subscribe if you have not already done so, so you're aware of whenever uh, this show is going to be taking place. Cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much uh, to everyone 
for your super chat donations, for your support, being here for pregame, halftime, and postgame. We're not going anywhere. There's a lot of things that are going to be going on leading up to the draft and the summer, summer league, free agency. So don't worry. We're, we're going to be doing a lot of Kings content in addition to other things. I've got a lot of interviews lined up. I think you're going to find very enjoyable that many of them are going to be right here on this platform. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. Ryan, I can't thank you enough, buddy. Thank you for uh, all your work, uh, not only here in front of the camera, but behind the scenes. A lot of people don't know how much you did behind the scenes. So I greatly appreciate everything that you've done. And I can't wait to do it again next season. Me too, partner. And thank you as well. And thank all of you out there. I uh, can't wait to be back with all of you soon. All right. Great stuff right there. And I'll just close it this way. Uh, you all are the best. I've been saying that it's not a cliche. You know, every city says, oh, we got the best fans. Well, they haven't been to Sacramento if they think they have the best fans. And if you didn't realize that, you realize it one more time after the last two weeks with the scene in the arena, outside of the arena, the passion. Everyone knows it. There's really nothing like Sacramento when it comes to NBA basketball. We'll be uh, on many shows. Don't worry. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. We'd greatly appreciate it. And thank you so much for all of your time spending right here on If You Don't Like That. So long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.